Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks its guests three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And this week, my guest is the Bolton Wanderer who found himself having to quit a job as a council caretaker at the end of the 90s after being spotted by a model scout at the clothes show live, winding up on their books and moving to London almost overnight. It wasn't long before he caught the attention of TV execs in 2000 and a broadcasting career began and blossomed, seeing him go from shows like Channel 4's weekend cult hit T4 to the glitz of Saturday night shiny floor shows hosting Family Fortunes, Splash and now ITV's latest Saturday night offering, Game of Talents. Last year, he entered the I'm a Celebrity camp where he melted many a heart because, well, he's just a very thoroughly decent top nice bloke and in these times that means an awful lot it saw him finish third making it all the way to the final having presented shows on radio one and radio x in the past he's now also hosting a new podcast it's called parenting past the pandemic and as well as that is fronting bbc two's coverage of formula e and when he's not doing all of that he can usually be found at home with his wife tess daly and their two daughters amber and phoebe it's always a pleasure to be in his company, so let's dial him up. It's Vernon Kay. How are you, sir? It's so nice to see you. And you. Yeah, well, uh, everything's all right, you know. I mean, I say all right, but the pandemic, I think, you know, overall it was a shock to everyone, wasn't it? We had to adjust, we had to kind of rearrange and, and, and assess what, where we were at, really. And I think we used our time positively hey listen this morning I told some of the girls that I was um talking to you today and I was speaking to Tam and she reminded me about the time you were a complete I mean a true hero Vern in Florida 
So Nick and Nick, she was away with Nicole Appleton, um, the two of them, and they ran into you in Florida. Is that right? Yeah. So what happened uh, at the time? I was with a friend of mine setting up a sports training facility. This is way back in the day, and some of the best sports training facilities are in America. So we were on kind of uh, 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 we're doing a recce, we were doing some research, and there was a guy in Florida where we were, or where we eventually ended up, where we saw the girls uh, who owned a facility that trained college athletes, American footballers, to prepare themselves for the NFL. And my friend uh, has the same middle name and surname, believe it or not, allegedly, so the story is told, of a Nigerian arms dealer. So I know, I know it's random, but it's a fact. I know. So every time he goes to America, uh, he gets (laughs) hoiked over by customs and excise, obviously, you know, because the Americans are very cautious at their borders. And Tamsin was in there as well. And they got chatting and they said, oh, I'm here with Vern. And, and they got talking. Uh, my mate recognised Tamsin and they just got chatting, chitty chatty. And he said, oh, I've just seen Tamsin Hathaway in, in this like two hours later, by the way, in, in customs, in, in this holding pen. And we got chatting and, and they're here and they're in Florida. I was like, oh, okay. So basically, long story short, we, we hooked up. We spent an afternoon in the beach, in the sunshine, you know, catching up, gossiping, all that kind of stuff like you do with a couple of cocktails. And then we saw a lady uh, get taken away by the riptide in the sea. Uh, so, and, and I jump up and jump in the sea. Adam follows me. But the funniest thing ever, right? And he'll probably tell the story better than me. I'm six foot four and I've got really long legs. Right, so I look like a giraffe when I'm running, like bounding <laughs> along the beach. So for me to know that I have to dive into the sea, I have to go a little bit farther out from other people, right? <laughs> so Adam, as soon as he hits water, he dives in and this, the tide goes out the moment that he dives in, <laughs> right? And he just slaps the sand. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever because you're caught between a rock and a hard place because this poor lady is screaming because she's being swept out to sea. And then Adam's just like, boom, put face this bond. massive face plant into the sand. That's how I recall it anyway. That, that's how the, the story goes in my head. And anyway, this woman was, she was basically drowning and... And, and thankfully, I was quite tall, so I was able to just tippy-toe into where she was droning. And, and we dragged her out and, you know, someone called the the ambulance. So in America, when you call an ambulance, you don't just get the ambulance. You get two fire engines, four ambulance and five cop cars because you've got to pay for it. So they think, ah, OK, someone's droning. Well, let's send an ambulance. In fact, send four. Send three fire <laughs> engines as well. So literally, the whole of the Floridian uh, police service and the fire service arrived, it felt like. And, and it turns out that the lady worked for ITV. How mad's that? And you saved Crazy. her life. Well, she was droning, I'm sure. Adam, once he'd recovered, would have been able to get out there if I didn't. But yeah, it was mad. Well, I remember getting the phone call that day from one of them going, you are never going to guess <laughs> what happened today. <laughs> yeah, it was mad. It was bonkers. That was brilliant. Well, there you go. And that's that's the kind of heroics we came to know and love you for, especially when... Well, you thought you were going to Australia. You went to Wales. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, Kate, when you get that phone call saying, uh, we've changed our minds because of the pandemic. We're not going to (laughs) go to Australia. We're we're going to land, (laughs) Dudno. Well, good luck with that. I'll do it next year. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, that, that was actually my response because I was at work at the time in Berlin and I just put the phone down and, and they were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I ain't got time to deal with whales. Crikey. <laughs> you know, I, I'd literally been on ASOS and bought 12 proper pairs of shorts, you know, preparing myself for, for, for some time in the sunshine <laughs> and end up buying me, sending them back and getting thermals. Been down to millets instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for as many fleeces as one man can wear. Oh, man. It was lo- lovely to see everyone have a chance to see you. That's what was nice. Oh, thank you. Do you know what? We've, all, we've, all, we've been involved in, in big shows, but you don't realise how big I'm a celebrity is until you experience it. And the scale of it is Honest, Kate, it's immense. You don't realise the preparation, uh, the thoughts, all the processes. And on top of it, you know, COVID protocols as well. Oh, yeah. It it just blew our minds. Everything was thought of. They had to literally build parts of that castle to create the set because it was just a ruin, wasn't it? It was. Just, yeah, they had to rebuild parts of it because it was unsafe. You know, it was... Uh, it was falling down. It, it was crumbling and it was just bonkers. And I didn't realise, I, I kind of realised I was in it when they first poured the cockroach on us oh. on the first Friday. And then I thought, and then I kind of came around and I'm like, oh my God, there's that on deck. Oh, wow, this is it. This is I'm a celebrity. You know, with these stinky, creepy crawlies all over. And they tell you that they don't bite, but they bloody do. You bet they do. But you go, oh, there's that on deck, like... You know, like you and I, we're, we're, they're our mates, right? So it's just weird. And suddenly you have to do that, like, oh, you're Anton Deck now. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right? And that's weird, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. Uh, you're like, all right, boys. Yeah, you know. exactly. Like, Deck, how's Ali? How's the baby? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to do all that and you can't because you're, you're in the jungle. You're so right. It, it, yeah, you revert to the, the telly Anton Deck where everything's kind of. Uh, do you understand the rules? Yes, Deck. I understand the rules. <laughs> Is everything all right, Vern? Yes, Aunt. Thanks. I can't call you mates because people might vote against me because they think that you're, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. you're plugging yeah. for me. But, so, you, you know, you know them so well. You were at their weddings, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just an odd one, isn't it? It's a really it is. And, and I was surprised, actually, that when I came out, Deck said on air that, you know, we had a conversation before you decided to do the show and we talked about what it would be like and you know because I was a little bit apprehensive at first and I was surprised that you mentioned that because you never hear the boys talk about in Anton Deck mode you never hear them talk about themselves out of a TV studio or off a TV program so so it, it was kind of him for for me on t- it was him drawing a line between this is Deck personal relationship deck work relationship and i thought that was quite nice it, it felt really really relaxing when we were just chatting yeah i mean that's the difference and the thing is as well i think you and i have both ho- both hosted big shows like that so it's a bit like you know the curtain's already been drawn back in the wizard of oz we sort of know it's like when you walk onto albert square you know that the top of the pop studio is just behind the vic that kind of thing <laughs> do you know what i mean like the magic's gone so i always you know i I always thought that for me, I wouldn't be able to lose myself in the experience, maybe in, in in the jungle, but not necessarily in Lamb Dudlow. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we thought until we got there. Yeah. And there was a couple of days where I thought, there's got, like Brian Dolan, I spoke to Brian Dolan because he's won Celebrity Big Brother twice, or he won the Big Brother and then he won Celebrity Big Brother. And he's a real, yeah. a real strong 
he's a beautiful person. He's a great guy, and he's a, he's a good family friend because Tess worked with him on SMTV. That's right, when years Affen, ago. And, yeah. uh, Kat and Anton Det left. Tess yeah. and Brian were on SMTV. So I said to him, Brian, I need some advice. So what's it going to be like? And he, you know, he went off on one for about half an hour, and then he gave me an answer forty-five minutes later. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to change the word because uh, obviously, you know, you, you can swear. Don't worry. No, no, no. But my kids will probably end up watching this, or someone will tell me, Mum, that of, of what I said. So I'll change the word. I don't upset Gladys. Yeah, exactly. And he said, "What you've <laughs> got to realise is, once you get in there, you you establish really quickly who's there for Instagram likes, who's there to cause a fuss." Who's there to really stir the pot and get people talking and people bitching? He said, and there's always one person who's a... Yeah. I'm like, okay, right. He said, you'll find that person really quickly. And that's the person you've got to watch. And he said, if you can't find the... Then it's yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find them? No! So I'm like, <laughs> so there's one, there was one... The one moment round the fire and it never went out. Uh, and I said to them, I told them the story. I said, listen, Brian Downing said that if you can't find the, then it's you. So I said, I apologise because there's no one here who's the, so it must be me. And everyone started me. laughing. But it was, I think it was great because everyone, everyone's careers in I'm a Celebrity were established. So no one had really anything to prove. No big you know, agenda. No big agenda. No, no, no one wanted, no one needed to prove anything. You know, we had real strong, powerful women in there. You know, Beverly Callard yeah. was very open about her mental health. Victoria Derbyshire yeah. was very open and honest about her cancer. Gee, it just is everyone's mum, isn't she? Exactly. And she, she took that and played that role. Uh, didn't play it, but that role came natural to her. And then you've got Ruthie, who had a bit of a wobble, but I think it was the realisation that she's done nothing but perform all her life and she yeah. just needed to find out who she was and that's what I'm a Celebrity enabled her to do was slowly start to get back to the actual real Ruthie Henshaw I mean the woman is amazing she's achieved so, so much on stage yeah. oh Kate you will not believe the sing songs unfortunately they couldn't play the songs out that we were singing but you've got Russell Watson you've got Ruthie Henshaw and you've got Shane Ritchie who's oh. you know done Grease <laughs> and is as mad as a box of frogs all performing at once. It was like, do you know what? We could sell tickets to this. This is a thing right here. And then Jordan, obviously, in the background going, I don't know why you're singing. What song is this? So it, it was a proper laugh and it was just nice to... I felt so relaxed. It, you know, in answer to your question, which was ages ago, uh, I just felt so relaxed. So it enabled... The castle enabled me to just be normal, I guess. But, but Shane said... You've got to be careful because you can't pretend to do anything in the castle. You can't act. You can't be someone else because you'll get found out very quickly. And, and that's what those shows do because apart from where you do your ablutions, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Right, um, years and years ago, um, probably over, probably 10 years ago now, I hosted a, a, a show that Shane was a con the contestant on and it was horrific for the contestants. It's called 71 Degrees North. Oh, my um, God! Were you with Shane on that? I was oh the host. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, you were. Oh my god! He told us about that show. He told us about that. Oh my god! Honestly, oh. what those guys went but through. But that was, was the first series, right? Yeah, yeah. And then because <laughs> I, I did it. I did it with um. I like. I didn't know what we were going to. I'll be really honest, Fern. I'd seen like the Norwegian version, and it was Norway's number one show. But that's their environment, you know. That's what they're used to. So, and I was like, oh, I can't do it. And I turned it down like two or three times. 
And they kept coming back saying, we really want you to do it. And I said, I can't, I can't leave my son. He was like 18 months. Anyway, long story short, take an 18 month old to the Arctic, to the North Pole. What? Yeah, <laughs> insane. With my mum and dad took, took six weeks off work to come and help me. And um, yeah, anyway, it was quite a challenge. That alone was a challenge, but what they had to go through. And I'd get the scripts every day. So, you know, when you're like, your scripts will come through, you go to the script meeting and you go, sorry, it says here that we're going to, they said they've slept in a tent all night and it's minus 34. And then today we're going to cut a hole in some ice and make them swim for under the, under the lake. Is that what's happening? And they're like, yeah. And then at lunch, like, we're doing that before lunch. I mean, he was so pissed off. <laughs> well, Sh- Shane said that it got to the point where it no longer became a TV show and it actually no. became a game survival. of survival. He said that they were they were trading parts of percentages of their fee for the other contestants to vote them off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll give you three and a half percent of what I'm on if you vote for me to leave. Well, no, nah, well, what do I get? Well, I'll give you four and a half percent. He was a real tonic uh, and told some good stories like... And, and that's what was nice about it is when everyone is so relaxed, that's when people open up. Yeah. You know, when, when people start start to talk about their life journey so far. And I had some great conversations with, with Holly, uh, the Paralympian. Mm. And she was telling me about her relationship with her uh, parents uh, from the moment she was born, from the moment that the scan showed that she had part of her right arm missing. You know, all that emotion that is built up and, and the love that her parents have for her and, and how, how she did everyone proud with her uh, success in the Olympics and stuff. And, you know, the same with Mo Farah. Mo Farah came to the UK at eight and didn't speak a word of English and was just plonked into a, uh, you know, a school where everyone spoke English and he didn't speak a word. And uh, Russell Watson, you know, two brain tumours, which, which, which he was told were terminal and he managed to fight through. Uh, it was, you know, you kind of, sit back there's a moment where I thought well I've got a Family Fortunes interactive DVD available in the in the bargain bin at, at WH Smith's you know I, I felt really kind of inadequate and uh, because all these people's journeys were so uh, emotional and big you know big big moments they'd have had to experience and endure and they came out the other side and I think that's one another thing that held us together was crikey you know if 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 we can overcome cancer in the group and brain tumors and all that kind of stuff and a uh, serious depression that Beverly explained to us, mm. then surely a couple of eating a couple of deer's testicles ain't nothing, you know. Well, you tell me, my friend, because I'm never gonna know. <laughs> yeah, bit chewier than you think. I'll be honest with you, Kate. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Now, um, since you've come out of the jungle. Uh, not surprisingly, your diary has completely uh, filled. You've got a brilliant new podcast out, which is Parenting Beyond... Is it Beyond the Pandemic? Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because I think I didn't realise, stupidly, how big a deal it was for everyone. Because you kind of... You get a bit... Not selfish, but you deal with your own situation, don't you? And you kind of... Especially in a pandemic when you're locked in and you can't go anywhere... You kind of think, oh man, no one else is going through this. This is just ridiculous, you know. For us, we had one week where, I'm not joking, Kate, everything broke. Everything broke. (laughs) Like, so, we were like, the house is imploding. We've got nothing to do. Where do we go? Sick of walking, you know. Oh, so sick of walking. Oh, man. And 
then you realise when you come out of it, when we came out of it the first time, everyone was in the same boat. Mm. Everyone was like, oh my God, thank God of that. I'm like, what, what? Did you have a tough time as well? Tough time? You won't believe it. Yeah. So uh, we kind of thought, well, let's just talk about what we've all been through. And having Holly Mackay there, who's a money expert, boring money, like she's just so savvy with people's finances. And it is a, it's, it's sponsored by Aviva, so it's it's kind of financial based. And But it's just kind of, all right, well, let's all pool our experiences together, talk about it. And it's like group therapy, really. Yeah, because you've got Formula E as well, which is, and that's now moved to BBC Two, which is brilliant news, by the way. Yeah, Since it's fun. Rise through the ranks. So if you if you love um, racing, check out the Formula E series that, that Vern does. It is really really good, and it has it's been something you've been involved in for years, and now it's slowly coming to the mainstream, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's basically Formula One. Single seater racing, but it's all electric, and we only yeah. race for forty-five minutes and a lap, so it's really quick. You can just gobble it down and then spit it out, do whatever you want with it. But it's really exciting, really competitive, and it's given me the chance to learn more about telepresenting because you, you and I know what it's like on a on a shiny floor in a big studio where it's hello and welcome. This is the show that yeah. uh, sport is a completely different beast. Like, for example, I'm doing this new show for ITV called Game of Talent, and I've already had five fittings at luxury tailors. All right. <laughs> so, and in sport, I bought two t shirts, one from Reese, and the other one was from Zara. And I walked into the gallery, no budget for, for, for wardrobe. I walked nope. into the gallery, I said, All right, guys, which one do you think? This one, this one's Reese, 95 quid. Think it won't clash on camera. This one's Zara, 45. It's got a collar, short sleeve. What do you reckon? And they all turned around at the same time and went, we don't care. What do you want? And I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, from 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 being kind of uh, pampered like a baby, you know, with, with family fortunes and all those entertainment shows. Uh, oh, let's wear this shirt today because I'm like, yeah, whatever. And you've got a rack of like 50 different shirts and 25 suits and... 30 pairs of shoes. I'm sure Tess will tell you, and you're like, I used to have to have to present mood boards. Yes! The, the show business, as Bruce used to call it, you say yeah. it all the time, oh, don't worry about it, love, it's just show business. It's a business. <laughs> you're so right. Like, I have, we've got a wardrobe upstairs, and I haven't cleared it out for some time, and there must be, honest Kate, 50 Family Fortune suits in there. And I'd say 40 of them are Oswald Bortank, and they're not cheap. What you've got there is a vintage shop, my friend. Yeah, or a very lucky uh, charity shop in the local village. Yeah. I, took, I, took, I, took, I took a handful to the charity shop and I went in a couple of weeks later and the lady, I said, did you get rid of them suits? So, oh, yes, they went so quickly, Mr. K. I'm like, oh, good, how much did you get? £35 each. I'm like, <laughs> we're four and a half grand! <laughs> Yeah, but it's been nice doing the sport and then going on to entertainment. But it takes me back to one piece of of advice that Chris Evans gave me when I did it. Do you remember I did a show called Boys and Girls, which was just bonkers. Mm. It was anarchic. It was crazy. Hundred boys, that was hundred girls. His show girls. wasn't it? it? He came <clears> up with the premise, the format. Yeah, he was the exec producer. Yeah, uh, hundred boys, hundred girls, and at the end of the show, one boy, one girl would get together and they'd go and spend a hundred grand in five days. Uh, and I remember him just saying, stop learning the script, just learn the story. And I didn't really understand what he meant. He's like, don't learn it word for word. And I'm like, well, you've taken auto cue away. 
I've got, you're not allowing me to have cue cards. I've got to learn it parrot fashion. No. And he used to get, at times, a bit narky. No, 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 just tell the story. I'm like, I don't understand what you mean. And now I do. Like I every story's got a, a beginning, a middle and an end. And every story's got a, I think they say that every story's got an oh shit and oh, we're in love. You know, that kind yeah. of element to it. And he's like, that's all you need to know. You need to say it's how hello. You, it's, it's how you'd recite those that story to your friends. That's yes, it. yes. No more complicated than that. Exactly, exactly. And uh, sport in particular, that's all you've got to do. What's the narrative? Who are the heroes? Who are the, who are the, the, uh, the anti-heroes? You know, who are the bad guys? Good cop, bad cop. Play them off against yeah. each other. Let's build it up. And then off you go. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a, a real learning experience for me doing the sport. First off, I just wanted to kick off with something really simple. I wanted yeah. you to tell me about a moment in your life that fundamentally changed everything. Oh, that's got to be being scouted at the close show. That has got to be the moment for me. That that's my kind of crossroads where everything. I you know I was going down one route. Uh, I finished college. I did environmental science. I was dreadful at it. I think I got a degree in house music from 1990 to 94. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anorex. Yeah, God. Down the hacienda. Yeah. So, and, and then I got a job. I, 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 so basically, I was living for the weekend. I didn't care what I did. Uh, my parents taught me that you don't get anything for free. You've got to go out and graft. I was working from 14. Uh, and I, at the in a time, banana factory, is that right? Yeah, I did. I was doing that. That was summer holidays. Then I, and I was running two from fourteen to sixteen. I was in the banana factory in summer holidays. From sixteen to twenty-two, I was running in summer banana factory and Tesco's. So Tesco's part time all year. Banana factory summer holidays for uni, uh, and then I ended up working for the council as a mobile caretaker for eighteen months. I worked at a DIY shop for my cousin. I just, I just wanted cash. I, yeah. I had enough money to pay my mum a couple of beers, some petrol for my car, uh, and the odd shirt every every month, new shirt to go clubbing in. Uh, and that was it. That's all you needed. Yeah, that's all you needed. That's all you needed. You know, that was it really. Uh, because I didn't pay for aftershave. Because all you do is go to uh, Kendall's, I think it was in Manchester, and get the samples. <laughs> Yeah, Boom. just stand in there Sorted. doing it. Yeah, I've got any samples. I really like this. I've got any samples? And you get, you know, those little bottles. <laughs> yeah. So I had a cupboard full of little bottles of aftershave. Uh, and my friend phoned me up and he said, Look, we're going to go to the clothes show. I'm like, What are you going there for? He said, Look, my sister's been, it's amazing. It's cheap clothes. I know you've not got a pot to piss in. You can get some Christmas presents. Why don't you come? I'm like, oh, I don't know. He said, Well, just go and have a few beers. You know, just cause some trouble. Uh, like, have a laugh. At the Birmingham NEC. At the Birmingham NEC. And I'm like, <laughs> well, all right then. So we went along uh, and this guy, we were, we were, we were, you know, when you, there's, there's a, when you're having a drink, there's a moment where let's say you're three pints in or four pints in and you kind of think, yeah, I feel great. Woo. Full of energy. And then you know that the next two pints are going to throw you over the hill. And you just start talking slurring a little, you know, he's getting like this. Well, we were at that moment and this guy came up to us and he said, oh, uh, hi, I'm from Select Model Management in London. And we think that, uh, you know, with, with the way you look, that maybe come down and spend some time in London. And we all just started laughing at the same time. Like, behave. I've got work tomorrow. Uh, and he said, no, I'm serious. 
So I took his card and then we did this little catwalk thing. But I didn't know at the time that ITV were following select model management for a kind ah. of docu-soap type thing or a reality show. Uh, and there was myself, they scouted five lads at the time and myself and my soon-to-be two flatmates were also there. And I didn't know them, obviously, because they had been scouted as well. And then from that day, I left Bolton and I've never been back. So that was on a Friday. I finished work on the Monday, uh, packed my bag, moved. I was living in a a bed and breakfast for about three months in Paddington Gardens. Uh, That's it. And then I'm like living in London. And I did that for modelling for, well, I say modelling. I got away with it for two years. <laughs> That's incredible, Fern. But yeah, that was quite, that was that was quite the stomping ground, Birmingham NEC's clothes show, because a lot of people were discovered there, and all the model scouts would be out. But of course, you know, you wouldn't have known that going there. You just went for the for the crack and the clothes. Yeah, yeah. And we had a friend who lived in Birmingham. He played for Aston Villa. He used to play for Bolton Wanderers. But that's a different story, and and sometimes the two get intertwined. Uh, but. Yeah, we were just we just thought let's go and have some beers, get some clothes, uh, hang about, and we had a really good laugh. And 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 I phoned my parents on the way home. I said, "Hey, guess what? This this fella has asked me if I want to do some modelling in London." And they both looked at, like laughed down the phone <laughs> on a pay phone. And my dad went, "Wait, well, you, you, you look like a girl. Why are you going to be modelling dresses? You know, typical northern response response." And I'm like, oh, "All right." And then they went, look, if you want to do it, do it. You know, and my dad, my dad said to me, you can always come and lorry drive for me. So I thought, yeah, why not? I'll go and do it. You know, that's the thing at that point. What's to lose? Kate, I didn't have anything to lose because yeah. I didn't have anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 that was it. And I remember I arrived on a Friday and that Saturday night, Select were having a cocktail party at a champagne bar somewhere in Notting Hill, I think it was. I can only, I vaguely remember walking in. The first person that handed me a glass of champagne was Helena Christensen. No. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Gosh, she's so beautiful, isn't she? Yeah. Even though we were in the cocktail bar in London, the capital, and it was fashion and it's glitz and glamour, everyone wore trainers. And isn't it, isn't it funny that that one thing just sticks out? Did you think that was odd? Yeah, I thought it was really weird that we're at a, a glitz and glam do and everyone's wearing trainers. Uh, <laughs> Because I, I was wearing, like, you know, trousers and shoes. Because I thought I'd dress, you'd got to dress up. So, you know, so I put on, like, my church outfit, so to speak. And all the, all the lads were in jeans, skanky trainers and a T-shirt. I'm like, oh, man. That's brilliant. And so then you came to London. You start this new life in a and b in Paddington. And, and the modelling, how, how did that work? Did you enjoy it? Was it easy? You know, how did, how did it come in? Thick and fast or not so much? No, 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 not so much. No, no, no. Because uh, it, Select was made famous by setting the trends. So they, they were really like at, at the forefront of, of really being an influence on the fashion industry as a whole. Mm. And, and the, 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 uh, it's Chrissy, Claire and Tandy, the three, Chrissy and Claire are sisters and Tandy uh, is their business partner. And the three of them owned it. And... Uh, they always wanted to make a difference on the industry itself, not just uh, the models, you know. So, And they did. They they created looks. They looked after so many big names. And I didn't really get into it or the kind of knowing, learning what it was about because why would I? You know, a lad from up north, dad's a lorry driver, mum works in a department store. You don't really think about 
that kind of stuff, high-end fashion, you just realise that Versace is bloody expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, you know, and it 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 was kind of like, oh, okay, wow, this is this is serious. This is the real deal. And I didn't make a penny modelling, but it it enabled me to have two years of just being young and free and in London in the late nine late nine uh yeah late nineties early noughties uh and I had a blast I had an absolute blast but I didn't make a penny they they were paying me hundred and ten pounds a week they gave me uh they wrote me a check to cash at the bank at the end of the street where the agency was and when I left to do telly I owed them about ten grand I owed them about £10,000 and I thought it really upset me that I didn't make enough money to pay the debt back. So my oh. first uh, kind of TV gigs, I, I went in and I said, oh, here's the money that I owe you. And to them, it's nothing because they can write it off as a, a tax expense, you know. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've got to give you this back because you looked after me and it's only fair and it's only right that I, I pay me where. And uh, they really appreciated it. And I just thought, it, it, you know, if it wasn't for them giving me that check every week, you know, because I didn't make any money. Honest, Kate, I didn't make a penny. Uh, I'd have been back home, but they supported me and they looked after me and, and uh, yeah, that's kind of that pivotal moment for me. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It takes me beautifully to my next question because I did know about that and I was so moved by it, the fact that you felt that there was a sense of duty and honour in repaying the support that had been um, extended to you. Um, so I wanted to know, when else um, have you had an opportunity to kind of extend a, a debt of gratitude to somebody? Well, T Tess always says to me that I don't uh, celebrate enough you know, I, I like she said, you need more gratitude in your life. You need to be grateful uh, because I'm a kind of, right, done, let's move on. 
do you know what's next? Because I'm, 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 I've got the worst attention span ever. And my mates always say that you've got 10 or 15 minutes with Vern and then he's chasing butterflies. <laughs> That's quite pretty as an explanation, by the way. Yeah, chasing butterflies. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it turns out, I spoke to you, you know Susie Lamb, right? Uh, who's yeah, now an executive. Yeah, well, she was the executive of Family Fortunes, and she'd say to a new producer who would come in, listen, I'm going to warn you, after 15 minutes, he's going to start staring at the walls, probably pick up a magazine, he'll probably, you know, go and make a cup of tea, but keep talking because trust me, he's taking it all in. Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, and when she told me that she used to tell people that, I'm like, well, yeah, you know. And she said, people are always amazed that the information that they were giving me whilst I'm brewing up, it always went in and I always did it on the show. So there's something going on there. But I think, <laughs> I, I think it's, it, it's good for you to, to be grateful and mm. have gratitude. And I think that one moment where I was scouted at the clothes show, for me, it's, 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 it's massive in my life. It's huge, you know, and, and, and I do I do a lot of travelling and when I'm sat on a plane, I, I always, I, somehow I always think, I wonder what would have happened if I'd have missed that day. You know, would, would I now be regional manager of caretakers at Bolton Council? Or would I be just lorry driving like my dad? You know, he, he had a great life and it set him up for the rest of his life, trucking. But would I be doing that? And I think, well, I don't know really, because at school, I, I never, I know this sounds really cheesy and corny, but I always knew I wouldn't be tapping keys. I wouldn't be clock on at nine, leave at 5.30. I just, I just had a feeling that that's not me. That's never going to happen. Uh, but you had no real plan beyond that? No, none whatsoever. That, yeah. I, I did A-levels because... Well, the real reason is I didn't start puberty till about 17 and a half. And you imagine, a, oh no, really late, really late. But so you imagine a kid looking like a kid at 16 going to do an apprenticeship, like either bricklaying or, or gas fitting. I'd have got like, they'd have beat me up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'd have been, I'd have been uh, Evo stick to the wall every day. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I can't go into the wider world because I'm, I'm still a boy. You know, uh, so I did A-levels just to keep going with the education. That was hard. I found A-levels really difficult. And then sixth form was a blast. Like all my mates now are still, uh, sorry, college and uni was a blast because like those people who I met there are still my heart yeah. to heart, the shoulders to cry on, my, my good pals. So I think that to have gratitude is a gift and to be able to uh, give it back is an even greater gift. And, and a talent, I think, uh, to be so gracious and selfless, I think, are, yeah. are, are, hu are human traits which uh, are massive. Like, Tess is selfless. She's always doing stuff for everyone else. Always. And I'm like, just take time out. Just take time out and do something for yourself. Like, I, I like a nice pair of trainers. So when a, a pair of trainers comes through the post, Tess is like, you've got another pair of trainers. I'm like, Tess, please, just buy yourself something. Please. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think, I've got to say, I'm sure people have said it, but I think that my parents uh, are the people that I'm, I'm grateful for. You know, the way that we were brought up. We, we Like I said, my dad was a lorry driver. Mum worked in a department store. Uh, but we never, looking back at our childhood, me and my brother, we never wanted for anything. 
because I like Christmas, and this is why I love Christmas to this day. Christmas for me as a kid was the most joyous moment I think ever, ever. Because my parents never wrapped any presents, so what they would do was they'd. My dad was in a band, right, and so that whole Christmas period was when he'd get money for presents and a little bit of you know like a new kitchen or whatever. Yeah, that, that, that Christmas period, Christmas and New Year, was the moment when he he just bank all his his band money, and we'd do up the house or do something. But Christmas was always brilliant, so he would come in from playing at this venue, like a wedding venue. It's still there now uh, in Bolton, at like two o'clock, and we'd be up at six. So from two till six, he would sit up and build everything that needed building. <gasps> Oh my god, that's amazing! It's, honest, Kate, it's unbelievable to think what he did or they did together. That is a, that is literally a labour of love. Yeah, yeah. Aww. So, for example, uh, like anything. Do you remember that Jaws thing, that plastic big Jaws thing, and you put things in its yeah. mouth and it would snap? Like that would yeah. be on on display on the box. So when we came through the living room door, it was like you were staring at Hamley's windows. So everything was open, everything was there, and it, it. Mum said that your faces, that 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 split second of just seeing your faces light up. Yeah, she said it was just worth but it. But you all. think about all the hours that he worked for that moment. Yeah, that's, amazing. That's what it's, and we do it now. I'm sure I, you know. I'm sure you do. I do for our own children, and the the joy that you get from it is is lovely. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but the, but that's that's really that that really is going. The full distance, isn't it? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, I love and, that. And we, we'll never forget it, you know, and, and even in our, on our family pin board in the kitchen, I've got pictures of me as a kid at Christmas time because it just makes me smile. You know, it brings so much happy memories of, of us as kids, me and my brother. Uh, and that's what you try and replicate for your own kids. My final question to you, Vern, it, it takes me back to the castle um, with that lovely, heart-rending moment. So question number three. I think you won every kind of romantic heart in the land when you shared the story of how you'd surprise test with your lovely oh, wedding yeah. renewal <laughs> in the south of France. I mean, the detail was impressive. Um, so you'd taken, you'd taken her away for the weekend. She thought it was just the two of you. You had other ideas. Yeah. Um, you pulled it off to the point that you you even got a selection of dresses organised. You got your family awful. I mean, that is an epic surprise. So, is that the biggest surprise you've ever pulled off? And if not, what other great surprises have you managed in life? Um, well, I, I that one was, you know, that one was was something that we we discussed casually. It wasn't a sit down, let's have a chat, shall we renew our vows type thing. I think it was an off the cuff remark that Tess made, and it just lodged itself in there. I'm like, ooh, that's a good idea. I love that. I love that. Well, you were chasing butterflies. Oh, yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And maybe it was in the, the, one of the 15-minute sections where I'm actually concentrating, but it just it lodged <laughs> itself in there. And I thought, ooh, I love that. That's a good idea. So, yeah, the way I, I, I did that, and we never talked about it. And I thought, it all went back to Shane saying, you can't hide in the castle. You you can't be something that you're not. And when Giovanna said, Has any, have you renewed your vows? And she couldn't have known because we never told anyone. And I just thought, 
I'll say yes. I did think about it. You know, there was a moment when I thought, I'm not going to mention it because it's very personal and private. But I just thought it was the moment that we were in. Like I said, it, it, it even though the room is like, there must have been 15 cameras in that room where the fire was. But it felt like we were having an intimate conversation. Yeah. And me saying, yes, I've we've renewed our vows, just felt comfortable. And I thought, I'll just say it. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's a, it, it was a wonderful moment and yeah. uh, it might not make the edit. That's what I thought. It might not make the edit. And yeah, so I told the story and, and Tess, I, the, one of the first things that I said when I came out, I said, oh, what about the wedding vows? She went, I'm so glad you said it because it just made me and the kids go all warm inside and it, it felt like ah. a, a, you know, a real personal connection between me and uh, Miles away and, and the family watching at home. So really pleased that, that but I But why say not it. share such lovely news? It's yours to share if you want. Exactly, you know? if you want, yeah. yeah. So If you want. Meanwhile, I think, I think husbands and boyfriends up and down the land were just going, thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> yeah, so a five, a five dress selection with shoes, jewellery, ah. accessories, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that was cool. But also, like, I think for fellas or for anyone and their partner, it's always nice to think outside the box. And that's what I've learned over a period of time with Tess is she'll say she wants, oh, I like that. And it's just an off-the-cuff remark. I'm like, and it stays in there. So we were in LA once and she saw a painting, a picture of uh, hand painted picture of Barbie and it's usually the backdrop but uh, when I'm in the front room but I've got the, the backdrop here uh, and she went oh that's great and we went and looked at it and she said oh you know we'll never get it home and it just lodged in there so for one birthday I got it I got a bought one and had it shipped over to LA and it's now in the in the playroom the kids playroom this great picture of Barbie uh, and I also got her a one-on-one session with Deepak Chopra you know the lifestyle guru yes we flew to Austin, Texas one weekend and we had a sit down with him. Uh, that was mind blowing. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like, woo. Okay. I bet it was. What, because is, is that something that she, is he somebody that she follows? Yeah. Or read up on and. Yeah. She's, wow. yeah. And you know, she's into well being and, mm. and she's now, she's, she's been into gut health for a long, long time, but it's amazing that if you've got, and I'm not going to get into a, deep discussion but if you look after your stomach then 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut Mm. that's why people say oh I've got a gut feeling do you know what I mean and stuff like that so if you look after your stomach with with probiotics and eating healthy you know not too much red meat and all a nice balance then your your prep your pep is a lot greater than those people who don't look after their gut. So she's into yeah. gut health and all that kind of stuff. And we went to see him and it was all about well-being and, and looking after yourself and, and welcoming positive energy and, and all. And that's when I was like, okay. Uh, it got a bit uh, a bit mystical. It was a bit kind of, you know, we weren't getting on to, into orbs, but it was all kind of positive energy and that kind of stuff. And I thought, yeah, okay, I'll take some of that. Well, you, without anything like that, you take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and whatever suits you, yeah. don't you really? So I've done that. Take, take, well, think of it as a buffet. It's like, well, what yeah. am I going to put on my plate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, because yeah. I think with well-being being at the forefront of the conversation, we've realised that we are all different, but there's a mm. lot of things actually where we're all the same. 
and you know a buffet is a great way to put it where you can take a little piece of this a little piece of that like i've noticed that in whatsapp groups me and my mates who are kind of uh i think i'm the youngest we're all between 46 and 50 and we've started openly chatting about stuff you know like life stuff like how you feeling? Not just sport. Not, and not just sport. Jokes. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. And, and you know the, the Earl of Memes. Banterbury on the old uh, <laughs> WhatsApp group. Yeah, it's kind of like how's everyone feeling? Is everyone all right? Or you know, and people lads have started saying, "Oh yeah, you know, a bit of a weird one today. Actually, felt a bit driving around in lockdown. Felt a bit down." And it, it, it's kind of nice to see that we're we're slowly getting there with not being yeah. fearful of just having a chat. I really hope that's the case. I watched um, last week the, the documentary that Roman Kemp made about male mental health. Um, and it is very much, you know, the problem is that men don't talk in the same way that, for example, women would or, or do historically. But I think that is changing. And I see it in, this, in, you know, Ben and his friends. They do talk about their feelings. They've got counselling available at school all the time. There's a wellness centre. Wow. Which all of the kids can access. You see, when we were at um, school, wellness then- was getting a banana or an orange. If you're lucky, mate. Yeah. Otherwise, like, no. <laughs> nobody asked how you felt. Nobody did. Nobody was like, you know, nobody was interested. They were too busy. There's too many kids. And it just wasn't wasn't a conversation. So I think we are getting there. And it's lovely that, um, not in any way that I'm suggesting that people of our age are old, but it's lovely that old dogs can learn new tricks. And yeah. learn new ways of conversing and being and sharing. Because, God, you know, if you've, if you've sailed through this pandemic without having questioned yourself your life had a bad day then you're incredibly lucky because i think all of us have had that yeah i think you know i think yeah you're right i think it takes a situation or a moment to kind of for you to sit back and go oh okay well i didn't i didn't realize oh well all right well we'll sort that out you know um and it's you know we forget we're all in the same storm but we are all in different boats mm. you know that's that's the difference it's like doesn't matter that you and I are different. You know, we might be having the same experience, but equally, you and I could be, in, you know, literally living on a, pl- a level playing field, but having a very different experience. Well, you and I have sat. You know, we've bumped into into each other on occasions, and we, you know, we've had a, we, we've done that thing, that stereotypical thing, where you sit down, hello, how are you? Then you have a gossip, and then you open yeah. up. You know, and, yeah. and there was a period where we bumped into each other on a regular basis, and it always went like that. Yeah. And and it's those conversations yeah. where we walked away and went. Oh, I feel better for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's good. And I think as well, you know, I mean, we work in a very vicarious business and um, I've I've come, you know, it's a bit of a jungle. There's a lot of snakes out there. (laughs) But equally, as you will find, as you did when you went into the jungle, there's also a lot of really good eggs there and you can collect some amazing friends along the way. And, you know, there's snakes everywhere in life, but fundamentally people are good. Yeah. And and I feel very lucky that I've met some of the most interesting people. That's the great thing about our entertainment industry, I suppose, is that it's like this Petri dish of really quite fascinating individuals. And you get to play with them all. Yeah. And decide who's going to, you know, should we be friends? Yeah, I'll be friends with you. I mean, like, you know. Definitely. And, and, and it's good that we know the ones that like to party hard. You know, <laughs> the, and that's what I always, that's what I love about, about friendships and 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 your mates and once you because you know we all have we have that through the timeline of life friends come and go but you've always got those that are with you like i said my yeah. my core group are the ones that i met 18 17 18 uh and we're still great mates now and 
it's like because you know each other's levels you know you you know like they've got one friend of mine I won't mention in these names because any names because it'll go back to him but he's done after four pints do you know what I mean <laughs> he is asleep in the corner so we put him in his coat uh, we put a pillow behind his head and he's gone but we'll carry him or we'll take him or we'll wake him up say right come on we're going somewhere else blah de, blah de, blah and you've got the grafters oh, you've got bless you. you know it's so funny that's sweet you're like carers yeah we are we are <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he'll he knows that we'll, he'll, I'm going to point this out to you because he'll know that we're talking about him uh, but he's like yep yeah, fair enough you got me uh, but I think going back to the question like nice surprises and little treats and, and exciting moments I think are really powerful in any relationship and people like people like receiving gratitude and they like giving it out like and, and something really simple as you know when we do get to meet each other face to face just have a bag of refreshers in your pocket and I say, all right, lads, oh, I've got you these. What do you think? And they'd be like, oh, I love refreshers. Or a wham bar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just, a wham bar. Just something that kind of sparks nostalgia and gets a conversation going. But I think fr- people like to be appreciated. It's good to do good stuff. It's just nice to be nice. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget. Exactly. It's just, and it's so simple. Just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And you've, and you've, you've always been, and literally from, you know, life-saving moments in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> to Reading Rowing yours in the south of France. You're a good egg bird. Oh, you really thanks, are. Kate. I and I can't it. can't wait to see you back um hosting the big Saturday night shiny floor show. It's um it's gonna be a treat. And I hope you find some celebrities with genuine talent. Because <laughs> I have nothing to offer you. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, thank you. No, it's all and and you know it it's it's I can't wait to just get out and be social oh. again like i mean like, you know you, can you imagine yeah no i can't because i know your friendship no. circle and you lot are just gonna go crazy <laughs> <laughs> do you know it's really strangely emotional and like i went for a walk with with tamsin in we we both had, we both go to the same dentist and we had we scheduled our dentist appointments an hour apart so we could see one another and um we we walked just you know around town for a bit, and then when we said goodbye, I just I just cried and cried, and I was like, I just miss you. It's, not, it's I know it's ridiculous, but I miss my friends so much, mm. you know. And I, it's you know, lockdown's difficult for everyone, but I am the only adult in the house. It's just me and a twelve year old, so I think I really missed that. Um, but I'm very lucky that it's all there waiting for me when I step out. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, you know, and that I think is the sign of success and wealth is you know. What have you got um, in your back pocket by way of great network, great friends? Yeah, and we're both very lucky in that. Yeah, respect. I I totally agree. I think I think that's the most important and the most powerful uh, possession anyone can have is love from friends and family. And I know that sounds a bit soppy, and people listen like, oh, oh bleh, bleh. but it's true. And that's what I learned in the castle. So true. Is you know, you're, you we talked about social media. The amount of time you waste looking at another Caesar salad, it's an absolute joke. <laughs> or someone's got a new pair of training leggings or, you know, what, I'm like, leggings? You're 45 years old. What? And you just sit there wasting energy or or, or something that you see generates negative energy or, or negative feelings. And you're like, oh, do you know what? Just get out. And I'm going to say this and I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed to say it, but next time you lot are out, I am coming. Yes, I'd love that. I am coming, crikey! Be- oh, You've and, got to and, bring Tess as well. Yeah, and anyone listening, uh, anyone listening, uh, I'm I'm saying that because I've experienced uh, a day out with with Tamsin and Kate, 
and a couple of other other gang, and it, it, you lot have the most fun. Like everything goes out the window. You have the best fun, and it's just like being back up north with with my mates, you know. And that's what I think. That's yeah. what's really, really like we talked about. It, that's what's important is just leaving all your inhibitions and all the the BS outside and just have a laugh. Tess and I keep talking about rosé summers. We just need a rosé summer where you've just got rosé open all day. All the time. Oh, come Locking on. the icing. Yeah. Just to get rid of that gloom of not seeing anyone. Why don't we have more parties? Yeah. You know, why why, why don't we invite more people around? What, what's stopping us from just saying, look, just come around, just knock on? Because I think in this day and age, not many people just knock on anymore. Do you know what I mean? No, oh, I was passing yours don't. the other day. Why do you knock on? Yeah. Let's go, come in, just come and have a brew. Oh, I didn't know whether I should. Like, it used to happen in the 70s and 80s. Someone would be passing. I oh, just passing. Just thought I'd say hello. Oh, but Vern, it's been so lovely to catch up with no, you. No, and you. It really has. And and continued success in all that you do. And my love to, to Tess and to the girls. And I really hope that we do see you really soon. I will be, Fingers you know. crossed, definitely. Thanks, Kate. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you loaning us your ears for the hour. Um, if you are in any way inclined to do so, we'd love it if you could rate or review us. I know it's boring. I know. I hear you. I get it. It's admin. You don't need it. But it really helps other people to find and discover the show. The show is produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Richard Hatherock for Yahoo UK, alongside Gabriella Colasurdo. And editing is by Callum Goddard-Mucklow. Our beats, as always, are provided by Andy Bell. So I'll see you next week. And until then, take great care and do as we always do and try to drink responsibly. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.